You're listening to DraftKings Network. On today's episode of The Cooligans in the first segment, we talk about MLS Cup. All the stuff we didn't talk about in that special episode that we just released. Oh, my God. We talk about being on the pitch. We talk about the game itself. How was it being there? Were you bored watching it at home? We weren't watching it in the stands. And the segment number two, we talk about the expansion draft in the MLS. What's yeah. the expansion draft? Oh, we're taking your players, dog. Yo, run them players. <laughs> Yo, those are mine now. <laughs> those are my players now. Also, we talk the Seattle Sounders parade that's happening at the exact same time of the expansion draft. So they're going to be plucked right off the float. <laughs> and also, we uh, cover the Premier League a little bit. We have a great time. Time on this episode of the Cooligans. This is Ian Joy, and you're listening to the Cooligans. The Cooligans. The Cooligans uh, are here. Yeah, and here in America, we're back. Which is this place feels foreign now, right? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what is this? The the the, the toilets flush clockwise. What's going on here? I don't even <laughs> yeah. understand this place. You do know we were just in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you go? Uh, yeah, I got to be honest. It, I agree with you. It does feel odd being back here. The, the, I settled into Toronto life <laughs> so quickly. Yeah, uh, I, I think the biggest difference and, and it, given that we've been we've been in Canada, uh, you know, for the most I've, I mean, in such a short amount of time, we've been in Canada. What? Two week, we went two weeks ago. Twice. Twice, twice in, in the last month. Twice in the last month, which is insane. Which is wild. And uh, I mean, what, what are we, business people? <laughs> drug mules? What are we? The one thing I'm, uh, I miss is, is really the, the Canadian politeness. Do you miss that? Yeah, a little bit. Really? I can give two shits about that. There's something about that kindness that's like, oh, that's, it's, it's refreshing. And when you come, you come back to New York and look, look, I can, trust me, I'll adapt very, I'll adjust very quickly. Yeah, you're from here, man. You're built for this. (laughs) I'm fine. But it's, it was very nice. I got to say it was, I, I appreciated, uh, you know, how just generally, uh, considerate everybody was. Oh, who cares? (laughs) You know what I miss? How comfortable immigrants felt man that one <laughs> we met a couple of people who are like yeah i'm from Guatemala, yeah, yeah. I'm from here i feel like if you said that in the u.s you'd whisper it yeah you know? they uh, canada and, uh, embraces all their people yeah, yeah and the lady who sort of managed the airbnb we stayed at uh we were like hey if you ever come to new york send us a message just come to a show and she's like yeah i don't think i'm going to the <laughs> states and i was just like really you know i feel yeah. like people would have yeah, People would have been I, jumping at the opportunity to go to the States before. Now it's just, yeah, I mean, we ain't popping, man. Yeah, it was like we, we just like inviting her to a death trap. Just yeah, like, <laughs> come on, just, you know, sneak under the border. <laughs> and, you know, it was very odd. As she was from uh, El, Salvador, El Salvador. So, yeah, which explains her, uh, her maybe not, not being so comfortable. Yeah, being a little fear. That's, right. that's, that makes sense. And, yeah, I mean, while we were there, we, and we mentioned this on the, on the last episode, the MLS Cup special. Uh, yeah, you know, generally, the the Trump thing, uh, yeah, it made it made it up to Canada. People are aware. Yeah, uh, that, you believe it or not, that news traveled. <laughs> the news traveled pretty and quickly. Everyone asked us about it. <laughs> everyone, we became American apologists. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like I felt like uh, I felt like uh, you know, like Kanye West's brother. You know, like yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, look, I mean, that's just how he is. I know? mean, he was like a lot better when we were kids. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just all of a sudden, remember, man, he was cool. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I don't know. And, and regardless of where you sit on the political spectrum, you know, it's 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 an odd thing where you know I don't think I've had to deal with that since George W. Bush. Yeah, where people, I mean, but and that's after his. But this is but this is clearly on a grander scale. I mean, oh, it was basically everybody. Everybody as soon 
soon as I, we opened our mouths and you could tell we weren't from Canada yeah. and people were tentative about it. They were like, uh, where are you guys from? And yeah, then we yeah. said New York and they were like, oh, okay. Yo, so what's up with <laughs> like, they were like, if, yeah, if we would have said like, yo, we're from Wisconsin, they'd be like, I hear it's beautiful. And that's it. They wouldn't have said anything. Exactly. They got, they, once they found out we were from New York, they, there was a, a, a weight lifted. Oh you know, yeah. Like, they were like, damn fam, talk to me. How's, <laughs> how's it going down there? And the one guy's like, you know, people are acting like they could just come up here. They can't. And I'm like, yeah. well, I mean, it sounds familiar. I'm not going to lie to you. They were just like, look, they were comforting us. They just put their hand on our shoulder. Like yeah. you can. You can talk to me. Yeah, like yeah. it's okay. You have a friend in us. <laughs> <laughs> they were, uh, yeah. So look, whatever. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a the, part and parcel. The reality of what it is, like, yeah. Obviously, some people are afraid of Trump, and by some people, I mean all of Canada. Yeah, everyone, uh, everyone, uh, <laughs> everyone seems to be very scared. Uh, but also, just uh, you know, what a what a great atmosphere for. An MLS Cup final. I thought it was going to be weird having it be sort of cold weather. And, you know, if it was summer, uh, more of a summer type weather, more of a, you know, a warmer weather, I think you would have seen a lot more events happening outside. That's probably the only thing we missed. But everywhere we went, we like, we're here for the game. Very few people said which one. Everyone kind of knew we were here for MLS. Which exactly. is kind of, if you said that in New York, people were like, a what? What? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they were uh, generally the city. Uh, you know, had that feeling. They had, they, they felt that excitement uh, about about the game, right? And were, uh, you know, we, especially a lot of Uber drivers. We were talking to, you know, oh, you here for the game? Uh, you know, you who you you know, who you going for? Right. Whatever. Like, are you guys from Seattle? They they, they generally had a a, a a respectable knowledge about yes. MLS about Absolutely. the team, uh, which was cool to see. Just because right. Toronto is a fairly big city. Yeah. I mean, it's not New York. I mean, but it's not New York, but it's like bigger than it's a couple. It's a millions yeah it's yeah millions. So, it's not like boston exactly small. so you can imagine that there's a, you know a, a reasonable amount of people that don't care about the game but that, yeah. it didn't feel that way no not at all it felt like like it felt like this the community was a part of the game a part of the match part of what was about to happen um it was also pretty cool to like some of the people, were, the one guy, the one Uber driver is like, this is not football, you know, back in my country. <laughs> he's, oh, like, yeah. he's from Nigeria. He's from Nigeria. And then I was like, yo, I was like, yo, I like the new kids, Nigeria kids. He's like, we have new kids. And I'm like, yo, stop talking. I'm like, Alex Iwobi. And he's like, who is that? And I'm like, all right, dude. All right. Bro. Yeah. He knows enough to like just talk smack. Yeah. And then that's he it. just like heard people shitting on American soccer or, uh-huh. you know, North American soccer and was like, all right, that's good enough for me. I'll bring this up every time somebody says the word soccer in my Uber. Uh, but you know what? That, that, I feel like that sentiment is changing. I don't know. Maybe it's because like we're you know we're definitely in a bubble. We're yeah. in an MLS bubble for sure. But overall, uh, even with even in our own lives, right? Just the fact that we're we're so publicly in you know d- doing stock related things, right? Exactly. In, in in people's Facebook feeds, people are like, "Oh my god, soccer's must be like blowing up." Yeah. <laughs> well, people keep messaging me like, "Oh my god, you went to the MLS Cup final, dude! You 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 made it!" And I'm like. <laughs> Check the YouTube subscribers. <laughs> Can you do it? Like, we're trying to make it. We're in the process. I mean, we're working really hard. But like, yeah, to other people, it's like, well, then clearly they're at the peak of <laughs> success for this sport. Exactly. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny to get those messages and be telling people like, no, nah, homie. like, No, we're not even. It's not a credit just yet, <laughs> you know. Uh, but a good, a good sign for the MLS, uh, the MLS Cup. The, the ratings came in and uh, total uh, between like Fox and, and TSN in Canada. Yeah. Uh, they got a little over 3.4 million. Just about three and a half. Three and a half million viewers. Which uh, is that success. Which is great. That's a very good sign, especially with uh, look, the game in itself. 
Yeah, look, we we were watching it live, so it didn't I didn't really feel any sort of dull moment. But I know obviously it was a zero zero game that went into extra time, so there weren't many too many you know there weren't too many exciting exciting moments. Right. Um, I'm but, sure the penalties was something a lot of people watched. I, a lot of people were telling me like, oh, I turned it on when the penalties were happening. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, that's uh, look as as much as you don't want it to get to that point for an MLS Cup final um, or any final, it, it still has a, a sense of tension and a sense of excitement. So uh, you know, maybe that that helped bump stuff up. And also, it was the first time the MLS Cup final was on a national on a national network, which is massive. That's right. I was on Fox, uh, and that's yeah, that that's so cool to to. See, just to just to add to the uh, the credibility and legitimacy of the sport. I mean, it yeah. needs to it needs to go into um, you know an MLS Cup final should be in uh, uh, on you know on a, a network everyone has. Absolutely, you know, they shouldn't have to have cable to 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 watch that game. Right, so you know, it. like seven years ago, they're like, all right, get on your roof and point the satellite this way. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you, you yeah. gotta call but and get the special package. Get the, get the foil. Yeah, get the yeah, foil get and the put foil. it on the internet. <laughs> you know how this works. You watched last year. All right, so you can't use your cable company. You got to call an Iranian satellite company, and they're gonna help you figure out. You know, it's it was ridiculous. Uh, and now it's you know you put on. You know, if someone who doesn't even have cable, if they just have like that weird digital thing with like the thing that goes up against your window, that's right. You got the, you got the, to watch the, the MLS HD, Cup final. The HD antenna, yeah. yeah, the HD antenna, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to watch the MLS final, and that's great. And it was cool. So the yeah, being there. Uh, Personally, I don't know how you felt, but like, especially since it was so cold, it, right? The the cold in itself was uh kind of distracting. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't necessarily feel the pace of the. I didn't feel it to be dull. That that's really. They were they, look. They they no one scored, but um, I mean, there was there were chippy moments. There was intensity uh, within the match. Absolutely. And so I was. I felt that. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, significantly. So. I, I will say that it, it was kind of shocking to see both teams play so defensively. I mean, Michael Bradley, you know, snuffed out a lot of uh, a lot of those um, opportunities for Seattle. I didn't think they had a shot on goal. Oh, they didn't have a shot on goal all match. They didn't have a shot all first half. Yeah. I think three shots total in the second half uh, from the paperwork that Opta was giving us because we're part of the media part elite of the media. now. Yeah. Uh, media elite. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And talk to us that way. Uh, next time you see us. Uh, but the, the <coughs> excuse me, the um, you could see that the pace of the match matched that level of play. But. It was still exciting. And maybe it's just when you're watching live, you sort of have the view of the entire pitch. So you're not focused on just what the camera is showing you. Yeah. So you do get a lot more. And you kind of see like you're watching defenders move and you're watching, you know, the goalkeepers yell at their back lines and stuff. It's kind of exciting. It was and we watch live matches all the time. But, you know, there was something about this where it didn't feel dull. And I think you're right. I remember for the first half, my feet were in serious pain. Yeah, it was cold. I was wearing boots, but oh, my God, I couldn't feel my big toe. And I kept trying to move them to get blood flowing there later on i put warm uh, hand warmers in my shoes much better idea thank you everybody uh for suggesting that but uh at the first half i kind of barely could focus you know i kept like sort of having to look up and then kind of like focus on move my toes a little bit uh, yeah it's it's it, it was weird it, it was like um i i definitely felt the the gravity of the game right we were at the the final game of the mls uh, the of the MLS season, yeah, and and I and I yeah, I mean it was equivalent to going to the Super Bowl. You know, this is it. You know, yeah, and, absolutely. And the fact that it was in in the home stadium, so I mean, just the, the large majority Toronto fans. I mean, it, it was electric in there, and it yeah. was it was cool to 
uh, witnessed that, and it was and it 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 distracted from uh you know any any criticism of like the game the the specific game you know I, I can't speak to watching it on TV I didn't watch it on TV so I don't know what that was like yes zero zero you it might not have been the most fun it was very defensive uh but you know obviously outside of the Stephen Fry moment there weren't any like absolutely spectacular. Uh, too many spectacular moments. Right, there was no glaring like, oh, highlight yeah. reel. So th- that that's the the we, we were talking about this uh, last week about you know where should where should the MLS final be played? Should it be in a neutral stadium? Should it even be? Look, I I saw people talking about uh, you know, shouldn't it be in a warmer climate? Just right. just so that that the cold doesn't affect. Uh, the the game because all we, of our equipment, yeah, all of our equipment, all <laughs> yeah, which kept dying. But yeah, uh, but that's a you know that's a valid. It is a valid point. A valid point. But the, I think uh, were you about to say that you want to keep it? I, I yeah, the, the, I I outweigh how exciting the, the 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 game was because of those Toronto fans. Yeah, with playing it at a neutral site, hundred percent. And I know I last week I said neutral stadium. I'm now having experienced that march, mm-hmm. which was I, there's no camera unless we had a drone or we were up on a, a tall roof somewhere. There's no way that we can show you the amount, the overwhelming amount thousands, of people. Thousands of people. Yeah. It's just it was shocking. And even when you're in the stadium, you know, 36,000 sounds like it's not that big. And oh, I was saying like, oh, 60K. And they could have sold 60,000. I honestly believe they could have sold 60,000 seats without a problem. You know, 36,000 sold out in three minutes. Yeah. Give them, give them another six minutes. See what happens. Um, I honestly think if it was in a neutral stadium, it, it would not have had this atmosphere. And look, home field advantage didn't play out to, to really matter. But there was a sense of community that... You don't. I felt like we were in Europe because it's what we've always seen. Yeah, if this is the. These are the images they play over and over and over again of supporters culture in other countries and supporters culture in other communities or societies. And for us, it's we're always like playing catch up or or uh, did I say catch up? I'm hungry. Uh, we're playing <laughs> catch up or you know Seattle does it really well. Look at their march to say. I got to be honest, Toronto. Look, you didn't have the atmosphere you had for that last match with Montreal. That was epic. This, this was, this was astonishing, nonetheless, and it was awe inspiring for me. Uh, and I take back everything I said about neutral site. Screw all that, <laughs> yo. The home, a home field advantage. As long as it's not like a bum city that doesn't care about soccer, which is kind of a shame, you know. Like this city, boom, dude, they came out. It was great. Yeah, it, it, it really felt. Um yeah, it felt special. That, and, and, yeah, hundred percent. That, and that's why you know maybe some people listening, you're listening now, you're like, oh, that game was whack or whatever. Maybe you felt that way. Are you watching it on TV? I could, I can't even argue with you. I, right. I I'd understand that that yeah. that perspective. But being there, it no, it didn't feel that way at all. I felt yeah, the, no. it, the, the the the. I know thirty six thousand people that would disagree with you if you exactly. Said it was, it was yeah, whack. even the, look, even though they lost, even though Toronto lost, yeah, you they can't you can't take away what they what they brought. To that game and that's but i will say this toronto fans you stay you stay and you watch stay. the trophy celebration i know it was cold yeah that's that's it's it's the honor of the league and you stay and watch that you don't walk away and there was a lot of fans that stayed there was a lot of fans that stayed enchanted uh toronto and, and yeah. tfc and, and some of their songs overwhelming majority left and that is it doesn't matter how gut-wrenching it is to watch another team win you honor them. They beat you fair and square. You honor them. Okay. You watch it. That's just I mean, the, that's just an unwritten rule in soccer. 
Okay, I, I would. I, I'm not familiar with that only because most sports they would they hate they cannot stand when you right know, when the opposing team wins on your home but uh, if, home field. If City won it at Old Trafford, they'd stay. Okay, you know what I mean. So who are you, Toronto? You know what I mean. What are you? What are you running? What are you running to besides an open fire, which is something I probably would have jumped in by the 90th minute. But you know who are you? You know, you know what I mean. You're not bigger than the sport as a fan base. Yeah. So stick around. Okay. Stick around and watch the trophy yeah, celebration. And you know what? Let fair that, to have that opinion. And let that. It, first of all, it's, it's again an unwritten rule, <laughs> so it's not necessarily an opinion. I've never heard of this rule. But well, okay. well, it's unwritten, so maybe you haven't read it. <laughs> I'm That's looking the through the books. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like somebody didn't write it down. <laughs> I feel like if it was written, maybe more people would have heard about it. So it's my fault. It's not my fault, but it's it's their fault, really. But you stick around, and you know what? You let that pain. Think about. Seattle, what they did with the pain of watching Toronto win. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, of Portland, Portland, Portland win last year. You do the same thing. You sit there and you watch Seattle win. And you watch them lift the trophy. And you watch the confetti cannons go off. Do, and do, then let that fuel your fandom for next season. Do you think, uh, in all honesty, do you think the cold had an effect on the result of that game? Do you think that's the reason no one scored? Uh, if, if the only thing that I can think of for, uh, the coldness is one, the pitch might've been harder than usual. So, you know, passes aren't as efficient. They tend to jump a bit more when the grass isn't like wet and soft, right? There's bumps. But I think if it had an effect on anything, I think the question that needs to be asked of Javinko is that the cold affect him because he looked completely out of sorts. He yeah. looked like much less of a player. A couple of bad uh, first touches. He didn't really atrocious. Yeah, yeah. Mistakes uh, in passing lanes. I, I mean, it's shocking. It looked. There were a couple of times where he looked like he was trying to be the hero. Sure. Um, and, and I couldn't even argue. Like, uh, you know, I wouldn't say like Toronto was uh, sort of all, like all over the place or disorganized. It seemed like they had a, a game plan, and and yeah, it, it, it felt pretty effective. They were getting forward clearly trying to attack joven jones which seems to me like the bad the worst idea yeah, ever yeah they there were so many times they were trying to attack joven jones that he was just like no i got this i'm faster yeah. than all of you yeah, yeah. <laughs> no literally i'm prepared for this <laughs> and also i mean roman torres who played out of his mind in the copa and played out of his mind in this match mm -hmm. he's kind of easy to draw out of position He's a very aggressive guy when it comes to sort of running sure, out. Sure, yeah. And he was, mar I think it seemed like he was man marking, maybe, especially in the second half. It seemed like he was man marking uh, Jovinko. Yeah, 100%. Uh, he was all over Jovinko. And Marshall was on Altidore. Yeah. So they, they look, they, they, they defensively, Seattle went in with a, a strong strategy. Yeah, great tactics. Uh, because. They uh, Toronto did have more opportunities than than Seattle did. Yeah, but not good ones. No, not at all. And I think if they made a mistake, was taking Javinko out for uh, Ricketts. Mm -hmm. Use use Ricketts' speed. Add a third. Add a third offensive player there. I mean. You know, I, I I just I'm not one of these like play for play for the win. I play for the the tie kind of guys. Mm -hmm. I would have brought in a winger. I would have brought in someone like a Ricketts. You know, let Josie sit back a bit more. And dude, Ricketts and uh, Javinko next to each other with with uh, Josie and Michael Bradley just behind you. I mean. That seems like a scary, scary front line. And Ricketts, look, he, in front of his home, they they went nutty when he came on. Even even with uh, the starting lineup that that Toronto put out, they they I mean they should have scored. I mean, there's no yeah, there's no reason why they played as badly as they did. I think the main issue is that they were obviously deferring a lot to Javinko, and he just wasn't there. Yeah, I yeah, it seemed like uh, they were. 
uh, not necessarily like again. I I do think they went in with a good plan, but I I you know when you have such a a quality player like Jovinko, you sort of like something. He's gonna make something happen. Like yeah. it's just like Jordan. Not that I'm not saying he's the equivalent of Jordan, but you have right. the the best player on the squad. You, you're like, uh, you know, uh, let's just get him the ball and yeah, something. Yeah, hundred percent happens. It's like the old Will Smith rule, remember? <laughs> and French French Prince of Bel Air when he played. The, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were like, just give Will <laughs> the ball. Like exactly, that was exactly. all every play. Um, Same thing with Javinko. It's, it's what it is with Javinko. Uh, it's uh, as as a person who just who attended the match. Uh, I'm I feel I, I'm just disappointed with uh, how Toronto's, many toes you have left. <laughs> just missing six, so yeah. uh, <laughs> not bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they called Toronto the six, so that's yeah. uh, it. All worked out. It all worked out. It's no coincidence. Really on brand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just I'm disappointed. Toronto. Not even that. Look, I understand they didn't win. I'm 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 more disappointed they didn't score. I just I just wanted that feeling. I wanted to see that. Yeah. At BMO Field, that would have been just exciting to to just witness that. Yeah. BMO. BMO. I've heard both. I don't even know what's the right one. Well. M O is Montreal. It's sh- it's a shortened so it's B Mo because it's there's no dot in between the M and the O. There's no dot between the B and the M. Yeah, there is because it's the Bank of Montreal. So the uh, the acronym would be B dot. Oh, okay. I thought it was uh, Bowel Movement of Ontario. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, if you ask Montreal, then yeah, you're right. <laughs> and I credit to uh, you know, I, it's so great to have gotten so close and personal with Seattle after they won. Uh, we were there just hanging out. With we were them. there. That's right. We mentioned we were on the we were on the pitch talking to amazing uh, uh, some of the players. Uh, the fans uh, were going nuts for it, and we didn't get a chance to go to the after party. Uh, Dave and, and Christian were tired. Uh, Which after party? We talking about? We did go to an after party. We went to the we went to the MLS after party at the end and quickly ate a burger and some poutine. But uh, which we call it? We didn't go to the we didn't go to like Seattle celebration. You know, impromptu celebration. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is whatever. I mean, it's. You know, we put in a lot of work. We did put in. We got, <laughs> listen, guys. Look, we were exhausted. We were, we were actually contemplating inviting our, our ladies uh, to this. And yeah, we thought they it would, would not have gone to the game. Make, <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have gone to the game, but they would have, like, we would have hung out. In we, the assumption is we would have done a bunch of other stuff with them, which we would not have been able to. We wouldn't have been able to do anything. No, I think the only time we really got off was like the two hours in between yeah. Jimmy Conrad's kick around like the the pickup game he yeah. he played and before like getting ready for the MLS Cup final itself where basically what we did was convince Dave Muncion to listen to grime music yeah. and we kind of taught him how Drake has stolen everything <laughs> from grime yeah that uh we would have invited uh you know our significant others to be neglected for for two yeah, days yeah. In, in a, in a <laughs> foreign hey, country hey honey you want to uh, come go on vacation with me so I can ignore you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey babe you want to come over here and she's like yeah what's up I'm like could you bring me the batteries we charged and that's enough for private <laughs> Time. <laughs> and quality time is over. Uh, we just did it, guys. I hope you yeah, like so it. we know. Yeah, we. we I think that that there's a. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if uh, you feel this way, but sometimes as a even as a performer, right? We're comics. We travel a little bit. Um, sure. There's a there's a feeling that it doesn't feel like work. We're like, oh, we get to travel. Even you 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 went to Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not that that's like the, the oh the, boy lavish. Luxury. Yeah. Come to the lavish and luxurious. <laughs> Milwaukee, like, <laughs> mm, the land of bed and breakfasts, <laughs> not in the same building. <laughs> but the fact that we we are traveling, it, it, it sometimes it doesn't feel like work. So yeah. you want to be like, hey, just you know, 
tell my girlfriend like, hey, come tag along. Yeah, like, come with you, us. What yeah. you know? But no, this is <laughs> this was literally a work trip. Uh, just a complete business trip. Yeah. Uh, there would have been no time to do anything of uh, none whatsoever. We, I mean, we, we didn't really have any like leisure time, even to ourselves. We didn't do anything like that. Was like, oh, let's let's do this so we can relax a little bit. Yeah. Not even one of those things. We're like, all right, I'll see you in in two hours. Matt, back and yeah. Play. None of that. Outside of the happy endings that we got, we really didn't do right. much. But that was Dave, and we were in the building, <laughs> and we were in the room. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be mad listening to this. Oh, he's on his way to work right now, just <laughs> flipping out. Which, by the way, can I say, dude, Dave, best person to bring on a road trip, man. Yeah, good. He dude. was all about it. Free hand up. No, no. Uh, he was just, he was great, dude. We're and, joking about the yeah, happy clearly joking. About that. Uh, but just really good videographer, and just like down for whatever. We're like, hey, we're gonna go eat these sandwiches. All right, I'll come. You yeah. know, like every everything we did, he was like, yeah, I'll be there. I'm really happy that we got to bring him along. Yeah, it was it, awesome. It was cool. Um, and and look, he got to do the Cooligans yell, which he was happy about. He was happy about that. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> what a bit. Uh, uh, look, it was it was his make a wish, so we had to yeah. do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> While he sat there and bought bought Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> look, so uh, the MLS Cup ended. Uh, obviously, Seattle won. Uh, Toronto, they still uh, a lot to look forward to. I it just uh, somebody just reported, and I. Don't remember who, and I hate that I can't remember uh, that Jovinko uh, does not want to leave. Uh, he wants to stay. He wants to stay at Toronto until they win something. So that's, that's great. That's a cool thing to hear. Uh, you know, but uh, you know, from from the team's best player. So that's uh, yeah. a, a lot to look forward. It to. It would be hilarious if they win like the U.S. Open Cup and like an, a helicopter just picks him up and he goes away. He's like, there you go, won some. Bye, guys. Going back to Italy, uh, uh, John Molinaro. He's uh, that, that that's who I reported. He cool. he works for Sportsnet in uh, in Toronto, I believe. Uh, if I'm, you know, so uh, check him out. Anyway, um, yeah. So we we did it. We went to the MLS Cup. If you haven't heard our last episode, you can hear uh, us talking. You know, in in our Airbnb, uh, discussing the MLS Cup in detail. All the parties we went to. Oh, so so much fun. It was yeah. It was it was just fun. I mean, and like, uh, and I'll say it again. You know, a lot of people. I can understand why they hate the MLS for its existence and what it does, and the yeah. single entity and the whole thing. But it was. They were incredibly kind to us, and they were uh, uh, welcoming. And one hundred percent, if they're trying to buy our favor, <laughs> oh boy, did they good! They good really job. did well, man. Yeah. Just they fed us, <laughs> they invited parties, the whole thing, yeah, the whole night. It was great, and it wasn't like, it, yeah, it wasn't. It didn't feel like um, uh, some evil corporation. No, uh, not at all, and it didn't feel overdone either. And, and look, and we went to the Don Garber press conference for, of the the st- front row, front row state of the state of the MLS. Yeah, and man. and look to, to all the people who are are pro rel. Uh, for us, you're uh, you're you're being heard even in that room because oh, yeah. a lot of the journalists were asking those questions. Uh, 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 and Garber had to uh, not necessarily deflect, but he he answered those questions. And look, and and he stayed on. He stayed on point. He didn't make any. I think the the Cosmos thing was probably the biggest. Yeah, he said there will not be a third team in New York. Exactly. Uh, so about the uh, the Cosmos uh, or the Cosmos brand coming into MLS. He he doesn't see well. No, as another team. As another the team. rumor is that Red Bull might. Again, this is a very far far reaching rumor. Much like that, Cosmos were going to join uh, the Premier League. That was a rumor at one point, and that Premier League wanted a team in New York. Okay, because then you know they do a balanced schedule, so every team in the Premier League would come to New York once a year. Massive. Yeah, that would be 
First of all, there'd be no such thing as a home field advantage for the Cosmos. It would just be absolutely <laughs> wild. Maybe when they play like Stoke and Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, absolutely wild. Uh, there was a Stoke bar in the city, so I shouldn't say that. But uh, that was a rumor. Never, obviously never happened, right? Uh, the rumor is that potentially Red Bull is hearing the Red Bull fans that they don't like, um, you know, the branding of the energy drink. Uh, but, you know, Atlanta, F- Atlanta United FC uh, now has the red and black. Uh, so the rule, might, the the rumor is that they may buy the brand Cosmos since it's up for sale, and simply rebrand the Red Bulls as okay. the New York Cosmos of New, of Harrison, New Jersey. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean that's that's a very a, a bit of a stretch for a rumor. I mean it's it's like it's yeah. high, obviously it's it seems unlikely, but, but because he said it, there will be no third team, he didn't say emphatically we don't want the Cosmos brand. Now that rumor that. seems like it has some you know <laughs> sure. precedence. Now. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? So. And I, you know, dude, he was, I got to say, even we talked to him one-on-one, I have no fear in saying this whatsoever. You can clearly tell he reminded me of the CEOs I spoke to. CEOs have a way, most CEOs have a way of being very personable. They draw you in good conversation. They're very warm. He was incredibly warm. He was like talking to like somebody like your friend's dad. You met for the first time. He was incredibly warm, you know? And he's like, oh, you're friends with my son. That's kind of the tone, right? He he was a great guy. Told us where his daughter lived, everything, right? Opening a conversation, knows a lot about Brooklyn and especially where we live. So, uh, you know, great, very warm. But you can tell that CEOs also, they do the bidding of the chair of the board. Yeah. So they're they're they have a job and they'll fight to they'll fight tooth and nail to even if they don't think it's right to do what the board suggests. You could tell that's what he's doing. Yeah. You you can sense in in the Q and A when he was answering uh, uh, a lot of the journalist questions. He really you you I I felt especially seeing it in person. That he's he's behind the philosophy that the MLS is as has as its foundation. You know, they they do they understand that promotion relegation is what what the rest of the world does. Yes, and uh, but do they do they feel like at at this point, regardless of when it's going to happen, I, you know, the the belief is at some point the U.S. will go to promotion relegation. I, that's a belief, but he also said like Germany likes their. He's like, yeah, Germany's looking at our model, exactly. and we're all like, huh? Like the Bundesliga, one of the most successful leagues. So in the world. you know, a lot of people could say, uh, yeah, it's just about the money, but you so you need money to prop up the league. You need the league to 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 uh, exist, you know, because look, we see that with the NASL leagues have failed. It, it, the, yeah. that, I, I think that's the big fear, uh, and a thing that people are losing sight of a little bit is that leagues have failed in this country several times leagues leagues are in the moment right now failing failing yeah. so they, it's not like this is it's far-fetched to believe that the mls could fail as a promotion relegate that's not crazy to right. to suggest yeah that's that's a possibility that is a possibility and the fact that they are so afraid of it is why they are hesitant to you know, run to that model. So, right. and, and that's what I felt when when he was talking to us. That it did feel genuine. It felt genuine. It, yeah, it, that, that there's a there's a bit of a concern. It's not. He, I mean, look, Don's not going to be like, yo. Three hundred million, get in the league. You stack, line my pockets, yeah, and then we yeah. good. He's not yeah. uh, two hundred go to you, a hundred million goes to me, and then y'all do whatever you want. Yeah, you know, look, maybe, and and it's completely plausible. Yeah, that maybe he is like that. Yeah, that maybe he's just like a money grubbing dude that just like he. That's why that he's he's in there to to make a lot of people a lot of money. Yeah, um, but that's not what I sensed. 
Not at all. Not at all. He seemed like not just a charming guy because he really wasn't even that charming. He seemed just like a like an honest dude. And I think clearly from what we know from the last CBA, it was Clark Hunt and it was um, Robert Kraft who are originators and they help prop up the league when the league was completely falling apart and they feel they're owed sort of that level of respect to being able to call some shots or at least have a, a slightly more leverage in those negotiations. Yeah. And they don't want anything that remotely would break apart the single entity because they want to continue making the money they make. And Robert Kraft sees this as hedging his bets for the NFL in case NFL rules get out of whack because of all the head concussions that he now has this soccer thing. He doesn't really love soccer. He just sort of has this soccer thing now. So all of those things and all these NFL guys getting into, getting into MLS scares a lot of people. I could see why. It seems to me like they're all the ones that are pushing for the single entity to continue because they love the model it guarantees profit why wouldn't you do that of course um and and everyone else including nycfc and orlando city's uh ownership groups were both pushing for free agency they would be fine if and i think atlanta actually would be fine the money they're spending i think i think um i can't remember the dude's name uh now but uh the guy who owns atlanta the atlanta falcons blank arthur yeah blank. arthur blank i think he'd be perfectly fine with prop with with uh, promotion relegation because i think he's here like no no we want to succeed we want this to be a big team in atlanta I look at the amount of money he's spending and now apparently he's getting uh guzan which is incredible um yeah so clearly some of these teams, I feel like there's there's enough sides on there's enough arguments on both sides. Uh, but I just to reiterate what we're saying, Don Garber seemed like a very warm and honest guy and 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 maybe he's not, and maybe that's just how he portrays himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, clearly we were both we were both uh, listening intently and a great conversation. I'd I'd have a coffee with that guy any day of the week. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just seeing how he's described uh, you know, for from a lot of people on the internet. Yeah, I, when I met him. I thought I'm like, oh, this guy, this is gonna yeah. be, this is gonna be rough. Where's the horns? You know, you'd expect there to be like evil kind of a guy. But yeah, no, God, he could he could control a room easily. And you know what? He knows like the name of every reporter. Reporter, that was very cool. Yeah, and there was a lot of people there. This yeah. wasn't a small room. Yeah. So, the, uh, personally. I, I would love to see a promotional allegation in the U.S. That's that would sure, be I'd love it, it. it would add to so much the excitement of the game. Uh, but look, I don't understand the business side of of of, of running a soccer league. So right. I, I, I can't necessarily say like, uh, you know, give give up this model because, you you know, this is better. And, yeah. and I, I don't know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, we, we don't we could barely run cool again. How the <laughs> hell are we going to run a league? It's don't just, come to us for this. As a, look, I, like, we're like comedians. A, we clearly don't know what we're doing. Like a lot of people. Yeah, it would be awesome. I would love to see that. But look, if they're telling us they, they can't do it. Yeah. It, I, what, I don't know what I'm going to argue to make them change their minds because yeah. it seems like they know they know what they're talking about. They, it's their product. And it seems to make the most sense. Right. I, I want flying cars. I, w- <laughs> I have no idea how to control traffic, you know? So one day, I'm, I'm hoping just like the rest of you. And, and yeah, you know, I, I signed the petition and all this. Yeah, all we'll this do stuff. it all. We'll, we'll do, do it, it all. Because, yeah, we want it. But, but we, we have met, no idea how that might we work. We met Garber. He seemed like a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Like, Get off his back <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Get on the backs of the owners. Yeah. Do that. And also, all these Detroit City fans. I get what you're doing. Be a fan of the come into the league and then try to change it from within. Yeah, if you don't know, so uh, there was a report that, that the Detroit, the MLS wants to have a team in Detroit, but the the, the fans of the, the team Detroit in Detroit City FC, D- Detroit City FC, they don't want anything to do with the MLS. Right. And uh, so, yeah, they're being very vocal about how. Which is fine. I mean, I, I really respect that. In fact, to some degree, I admire it, or to a lot of degrees, I admire it. But also, I don't think you're going to change MLS from outside. I think that's proven that that's not going to happen. If the voices of the people who buy the tickets and buy the shirts, say this is what we want the league has to listen yeah 
it has to. They don't have that many fans. And then Detroit City FC gets relegated first season. Oh, oh. man, was it? Was it so great? God, that sucks, huh? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, my, whatever. How much can that city suffer, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's almost as if there was like a, a system by which you couldn't go down a level. <laughs> that would have been better. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, nonetheless, uh, yeah, we, we talked enough about it. MLS, yeah. MLS Cup, we'll be back next year. And I want to go to MLS All Star Weekend now. Yeah, let's do it all. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're so media elite. We're uh, let's uh, let's end this segment, and then uh, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the expansion draft that's coming up, and uh, a little a bunch of stuff in Premier League. Yeah, got a lot on. of stuff. Ballon doors. Uh, oh, being also, given out. yeah, the Cooligans Classico. Uh, oh, that's right. Today, Everton against Arsenal. That's right. Which we're not, we're not even going to be able to watch. We're not going to be able to watch. Well, yeah, whatever. What are you we'll talk do? about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it right and, after this. Yeah. Hey everybody, this is Alexis from the Cooligans. I'm breaking in just to talk to you a little bit about Mack Weldon. Um, I've talked about this underwear before. They're absolutely amazing. And look, they sell more than underwear. But here I'm, I'm going to tell you about this underwear because I guarantee you that the underwear that I'm talking about is better than the garbage you have at home, okay? Um, I know that because I have that same garbage. Now I have a pair of Mack Weldon underwear. Absolutely incredible. I was at a wedding in the woods. I don't know who got married in the woods. I don't understand why they just can't have it in a hall. Like everyone else with parents arguing, they decided to do it out in the middle of the woods. I danced my ass off. I must have danced for about four or five hours straight. My knees are killing me. I'm an older man now. I don't know what's happening to me. But you know what didn't bother me? The fucking underwear I was wearing. It smelled amazing when I took them off. I danced all night. I, I wore them to sleep. I woke up the next morning, took them off, and I was like, you know what? Let me check these one more time. I smelled them incredible. Again, gave them to my wife. You know what she said? They don't smell bad, which that's uh, that's world-class level. That's gold. <laughs> it's winning gold in the Olympics level for my underwear. They usually smell bad coming back from the cleaners, and they're like, we don't know what to do with these things. These things smell good on the way to the cleaners. It's incredible. It's totally different. I don't know what to say about it. They're magic. They're made out of mirror station i don't know what they're made out of but you guys got to go try them go to macweldon.com if you use the code cooligans you're gonna get 20 percent off that's c-o-o-l-i-g-a-n-s you're gonna get 20 percent off the best damn underwear you can get macweldon.com Yeah, baby we're back we are back All yeah right. uh we're gonna talk the that insane just incredible uh, uh, intense. I was wondering where you were going with this. Uh, you know, details about the expansion draft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know you guys are sitting at the edge of your seats wondering when is this expansion draft going to happen because I clearly understand how all these rules work in MLS. <laughs> well, good, because that's what we're going to talk about. I mean, it's similar to uh, expansion. Other leagues have had uh, expansion drafts. Yeah, I mean, in, not in, in, soccer. in American soccer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, American uh, sports. Uh, it's happened before. Although- on our on the NYCFC fan uh, page, the supporters page in uh, in in uh, Facebook, uh, there was a conversation between two British people: one who's a fan of uh, NYCFC, and the other one who wants to become a fan of MLS. And is trying to figure out why there's it's an expansion draft, and they know what a draft is because of the NBA draft, I think, is primarily what mm-hmm. they know it from. And they're like, "Why is it?" He's like, "Why is there a draft, mate? You know, is this a new team?" And and the other guy's like, "Yeah, there's two new teams." And he goes, "Is this happening a lot? Did teams you know fall apart, or is this like expanding?" And the other guy that who clearly is a fan, he's like, "Oh no, they're expanding." He goes, "Half the league is less than five years old." I don't think that's a hundred percent true. I didn't do the math that's on that. that. No, that's very wrong. Yeah, it's very wrong, but. <laughs> Well, I don't know. If they're 24, the league was at 10 teams at one point. Yeah, but not within the last five years. That was 2010. In, in 2011, they were half the teams that they are now. Look up 2010, the contraction year. There was uh, Look up MLS 2010. I can't do it on this computer because then it won't keep recording. I guess I could do it on my phone. 
Maybe this guy's right. I, 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 that might be think, hilarious. I think there were at least like 12. No, no, no. It went down to 10 teams in 2006. Uh, 2010. Okay. I, I hate that we're reading this on the air. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't find it uh, very quickly. Uh, All right. I mean, we don't have to. Do, uh, let do me this. see. Go ahead. Overall stand. No, there were 16 teams in 2010. 16. And yeah. we're at 20. Yes. Okay. No, so, so he's not right. Wrong. It was very, yeah. I, was, I could confidently say he was a goddamn idiot. <laughs> goddamn idiot. But he's not far. He's also not that far. I mean, we're, we're, at, we're at a good amount of new teams, which is pretty, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, that's kind of exciting. Uh, but yeah, so this expansion draft, a little different than this year. Uh, last uh, two years ago, we got to witness one for NYCFC um, as fans, and uh, each team picked 10. It was kind of cool. Yeah. You build your roster. But this year, I guess it's not necessary. Atlanta has to build a roster completely when they're done buying all of the best South American youngsters. Uh, Clearly. I mean, MLS has raised the price to to join to join the league. Yeah. Uh, so if, you, if you're going to come, if you want to get on board, you, you're going to you're going to have to have money. Right. So you're going to have to pay the entrance fee. That's uh, right. This is like this is the most exclusive club. In yeah. The city. It's like getting in a nightclub. And, yeah. you know, sometimes, you, you know, maybe you got the money, but you ain't got the right shoes. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Or maybe you ain't got enough 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 squad with you yeah it's like yo no, no we need more girls yeah no, no. there's not enough girls yet no and Atlanta United <laughs> came ready to buy bottles they're, they're prepared for VIP man so clearly they, they're coming with money and, they, and they've been spending on uh, you know like I mean they, they similar to NYCFC they came in with and, and they got three yeah their first player was uh, Frank. Frank no, David Villa. Villa was first player. David Villa was uh, first, then Frank Lampard. And then, then when Frank, he, you know, then, Pirlo was announced later during the season. I, I was like, uh, it was electric. Exactly. So we're st- we're seeing that. Uh, but this is different. This is young, yeah, you know, I mean, creative, and plays for their national team. Yes, yes. So look, I think the, this is a, probably a, 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 a smarter, these are smarter purchases. When these it are smarter buys. Uh, when, it, when it comes to the future of the league, right. NYCFC, that was, it, I mean, it, we, even as fans, we can't really deny that it was like a marketing uh, tactic, which clearly to, worked. To, to sell mean, tickets, yeah. and, and and look, and and Pirlo, when he's on the team, we won more than when he was off. So exactly, so worked, you but. know, regardless of like old and retirement and whatever, you still want to see these guys play. So yeah. that you can't uh, deny that. But obviously, they, the plan wasn't them uh, for them to be there for a decade. Yeah, Atlanta is like, nah, screw that. We're not going to sell name on big, big old school players. Maybe they will go sign one or two more, but uh, they're they're bringing in some heat, so they have a lot more uh, to fill. Minnesota's coming up from NASL. They have a squad. Yes, but they, uh, yeah, they still obviously need players, and they need yeah, for more, sure. more quality. Uh, sure. Uh, in their squad, they they hired uh, Adrian Heath as their coach, right? Uh, which also feels kind of weird, right? Because if you, you, I don't know who was the USL coach, but it's like, you know, why can why don't you yeah. keep me around? I mean, homie's <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do now? There's not even an NASL, you know. Like we've been playing well, we're here for a reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember how I helped you guys win all those games? Yeah. So uh, uh, obviously, so there's a if, if if for whatever reason, if you're Maybe in Europe listening to this and then you don't know what the expansion draft is. Or maybe you're a new MLS fan. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, when, when, when the when the league grows uh, to to help uh, the, the new teams, they're allowed uh, to basically pick players from the other teams uh, who and every team has a, uh, is allowed to protect certain players so that you can't right. take them away. And, and if you are Generation Adidas, which means you were signed. Uh, you were one of the top level players before you played. So maybe you're a big collegiate or high school player or just a big club player before you came in MLS. Generation Adidas means that you are automatically protected. So like for the purpose of, uh, you know, talking about um, 
Emma, NYCFC, like a Jack Harrison is protected. Yeah. Because he's Generation Adidas. Uh, so, um, uh, and I think homegrown players are as well. Homegrown players. No, so this, nonetheless, there's a list this, of players that are protected and not protected. It's like, yeah, they, it's a very long list. Both sides. Uh, every team is allowed to protect eleven players, and then there's like rules in place uh, for certain players. Like, the, yeah, that homegrown the, the players that you've developed, you don't have to protect them, so you automatically get to keep them on on your team. So that uh, it's not uh, too too complicated. I think the fact that it, it even exists in soccer is what is uh, sort of befuddling to a lot of people, right? Because in everywhere else in the world, they're like you want a player, you go buy him. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah. so Atlanta and Minnesota get to pick five players each. Uh, who, who is it that gets to pick first? I think I think Minnesota won. Okay, so Minnesota. So it's one two one two. You yeah. Know, so Minnesota, then Atlanta, Minnesota, Atlanta, and they until you. Until so five are taken around each, each side. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And again, they could they could trade these players with other teams. That's something that's relatively different in your in American soccer. There's another interesting uh, rule that the if if you pick up a player who is not. Um, who is a free agent and you, so you can pick them for your team but if you if you can't sign them meaning you don't you come can't to negotiate an agreement, a contract yeah you can't negotiate a contract um the league will award that team fifty thousand dollars i think in in target ag allocation money okay so so there's so just to help with the risk of you you know you might like dominic oduro right right pace of Montreal impact great well, I player think is the best player that's unprotected exactly he's unprotected but he's a free agent Right. Uh, Atlanta or Minnesota can pick him up, but if they, if for some reason he wants more money than they're offering, uh, they can, they will get something in return. Right. So I mean, there's there's a good strategy there of like, you know, go out and get yourself a Didier Drogba and a Steven Gerrard, which you know you can't negotiate because they they want to retire. Yeah. And they don't want back in the league, but they haven't announced their retirement just yet. I don't know why they're on the unprotected list. Pick them, knowing that right there is a hundred thousand dollars in targeted allocation money. And if you want to know what targeted allocation money is, you listen to the wrong podcast. <laughs> uh, we're not going to go through all these notes. Um, but yeah. well, we just want to go over a couple uh, players that. Maybe are a little surprised. It's surprising that they're on yeah. the unprotected. So I have what I think so, my best three are. Yeah, we're, we're recording this uh, before, just before, it just happens. before the expansion draft. Yeah. Um. So I mean, we're, we're all going to see the results uh, after this, but just just a couple things that uh, took us by surprise, but that seeing these players on the unprotected right. list. We mentioned Dominic Adoro. Yeah, that's, that immediately. That, that's definitely one. That, I'll start also by saying that Mix is protected, Mix discouraged, which is a huge shock. But I heard it's part of his contract. He's not yeah. allowed to be part of the uh, expansion draft. It's so. Interesting. Yeah, he's, so he's going to spend another year not playing. Just doing videos for Umbro <laughs> on the internet. Uh, just doing whatever he wants. Riding through the city with his woes. Uh, so uh, mix the screws on there. I don't think anyone's going to take him. Would be smart, though, uh, for, for I think a Minnesota to take him. Uh, he's used to playing in cold weather and this, he's from the you know Scandinavian countries. I think it would be a nice fit for him, and I think he'd, he'd find it a nice homecoming. He needs playing time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's I mean, it's just it's disappointing, especially, look, he's not the, it, it's weird that he's, he's not, he's maybe not the greatest player. Maybe Patrick Vieira doesn't see so much potential in him, but the, right. To not play at all. To not play at all. Clearly, there was an issue. There has to be there's must, something happened. Something happened that we're not really. Yeah. Uh, Mikey previous. Lopez got on the pitch. Something must have happened. <laughs> uh, and we love Mikey Lopez, but clearly, I think, and we're talking about that final game. God, if he's listening, please. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, clearly, Mix Discarud, he's out there. I say, you know, makes maybe way too much money. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and sign him, you know. Uh, but I think Oduro, uh, Bobby Boswell, 
uh, for DC United. I mean, a good defender, you know, and, and you need someone who understands MLS in defending. Uh, it's very different than it is in Europe here um, for, uh, you know, your back line and the skill level whatnot. But also, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Harry Ship. Harry Ship from Montreal. Also. Yeah, clearly someone. Yeah, two Montreal players, but clearly two players with, with good quality. Yeah, uh, Harry, I, mean, I, I know he had a, a lot of struggles in Montreal. He didn't get much playing time, I, I think. He got, I, he was traded from, from Chicago from, and he's from, from there. Chicago. It was a rough, rough trade. Yeah. So, yeah, and it was a big deal when, uh, when he got traded. So, uh, it, look, it, it didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't work, work out. out. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, is, do you think he's one of the guys that are like, oh, please pick me, please, please pick me. Yeah. <laughs> I hey. don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking, but remember, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, he could be. He could be one of those guys. I wouldn't be surprised if he does get picked. Uh, he's, you know, a good comparable backup uh, and could start. Um, it seems to me like the league is starting, especially these two clubs are going to probably lift the, the talent level a little bit just from some of the players are bringing in uh, or at least that rumor to be bringing in and um, especially Atlanta. So I don't know. I don't know if Harry Ship fits in, but Aduro, you know, he's in his 30s, but clearly has a lot of speed on the wing. If you I mean, look at the way he played in the playoffs. He's an incredible player. Yeah. And Boswell just, you know, good old standard, you know, center back, you know, knows the league, knows what's up, knows some of the other clubs. You can't have everyone be brand new because you yeah. need to know your competition a little bit. That's another uh, uh, thing about yeah, and and I think you saw this with uh, NYCFC uh, and Orlando, where like um, when they got into the league, there was a you know some of the p- players picked in the expansion draft were just like just some MLS vets, you yeah. know, Grat- Ned Grabovoy. Yeah, you yeah. know, is he is he gonna make the highlight reel? No, but he knows what he knows what's going on. He's yeah. familiar with the, the the teams that he's playing against. Right, Chris Winger, another Chris one Winger. of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Know? So you sort of need. Uh, some of those guys, and look, and we also saw again Mont- Montreal. Uh, Patrice Bernier also left unprotected. Yeah, uh, I mean, Patrice is like a, I mean, a, a legend in Montreal. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah, it'd be a disaster if he left. But again, you want an MLS vet that might be a guy. That's a good guy. A good guy to pluck. Could play midfield and can move forward. Yeah, in uh, Red Bulls. Uh, uh, Sean Wright Phillips left unprotected. Right, a uh, lot of a lot of European experience there. Mm-hmm. Uh, also. I thought uh, a couple of people who I just thought were uh, on the Red Bulls that seemed like pivotal to th- their success, Sal Zizo and uh, Chris Duvall, just uh, unprotected. Obviously, there's better players, yeah. but uh, you, you can't protect everybody, but it, it just seemed like... Uh, they, thought, they also just seemed integral to their system. Not yeah. integral, but like knew they understood their system really well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I, look, it's going to be... Uh, there's going to be some disappointments for some teams. I mean, we're... Players you don't want to lose, yeah, uh, are just taken away. Which is and a- goalkeeper, both NYCFC goalkeepers are unprotected. Josh Saunders and I know they just signed Sean Johnson, Sean Johnson so yeah. yeah, it makes sense. But you do want uh, competition for you know your goalkeeper. That's kind of what yeah keeps everyone at the top level. So I mean, it's surprising. It's looking like uh, the obviously I think the best goalkeeper available uh, in the expansion draft is Clint Irwin uh, yeah. at, at, at Toronto. So. That that's it seems like that's somebody got somebody's gonna take him. Somebody's gonna take that guy. Yeah, yeah. At which is, <laughs> I, I almost every team protected their goalkeeper. Uh, so it's it's kind of surprising, especially with the season that Toronto was having and how well they were playing, that they would leave Clint Orwin up protected. Maybe it's a. A financial thing. I, I don't know what's uh, sort of behind that, but yeah. But he, the rumor is that uh, Guzan's going to uh, Atlanta, to Atlanta, and he's going to sign as a non DP, 
which is shocking. Mm-hmm. I guess riding the the bench at Middlesbrough is worse than making the money at Middlesbrough. So, and plus that, you know, he wants to continue to stay on, on, on pace for the men's national team. And Bruce Arena clearly likes the MLS a little more than the last guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a big move for him. Uh, hopefully uh, it pans out, but you know, they don't need a, a, a keeper. So I don't know. I don't know if Clint Durbin's going to be taken, you know, we'll see. Uh, another surprising one, uh, Marisa do uh, from uh, the Philadelphia Union. Moa do, yeah. Uh, on unprotected, uh, a DP. I, I like. Why not take him? I guess if you can pay him, go yeah. for it. Yeah. Seems like I don't a, know. I don't know. But again, if you have a lot of targeted allocation money, you could pay down those DP contracts. Sure. You know, it's possible. Uh, uh Portland has uh too many, uh, so many people. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they look like they're going to be a, almost a completely new. Team. Yeah, they left their youth, their youth academy unprotected. <laughs> it looks like you can pick anyone. I think the GM is unprotected. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guy selling popcorn. He's <laughs> on there. What up, Bobby? It's a yeah. I mean, a lot of Jack McInerney, uh, Chris Clute. Uh, uh, Kennedy Igbonanike, uh, uh, Nat Borchers, but he's a free agent. Uh, uh, Dyron uh, Asprey. There's a lot of people that Asprey. Yeah, there's a lot of talent that were there. that were uh, crucial to to Portland's success, especially when they when they won the MLS Cup. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to be uh, you, you know you we will at this. You're hearing this, but you will already you already know what team you already know what players yeah. were, were taken. Who do you think are the, your three best? Um, my three best. I think I've already. You said Clinton Irwin is in there. Clint Irwin, uh, Oduro, Oduro as well. Um, and probably Moadu. Yeah, I'd say Moadu. Those three easily. Moadu is strong. You know, uh, you know, not not someone I would pick. I think he's a little bit up there in age, but mm-hmm. yeah, clearly, clearly, there's uh, there's some talent. There's some there's some good some good gifts in there. Yeah, we were talking about so uh, the Seattle Sounders are having their uh, championship parade. Congrats to them. Uh, so today at two, today at two p.m. the same exact time as the expansion as the, draft. So you 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 know during the expansion draft, there's the possibility. There's a possibility that some people some players are going to be getting some texts on their phone. Yeah, like yo, once you done with that parade yeah you start, need to take that shirt off you, my you dude <laughs> you, start to get shirt off. you need to start packing yeah you're, find your kids some new schools yeah, yeah. <laughs> fam is moving you're moving it's a whole new day so that's what what uh i mean it it's uh who, who's on uh i'll read very quickly uh who's on the list uh i'm protected in seattle uh mike Freiberg, i know's on there uh, eric freeberg um michael farfan or alex anderson who who was, was injured, injured yeah. in, in training alvaro fernandez who, who scored a, a one of the penalties uh uh, O'Neal Fisher, uh, Hercules Gomez, uh, Andreas Ivanshit, uh, Damien Lowe, Charlie Lyon. Uh, yeah, that's basically Nathan Sturgis, Nelson Valdez. Yeah. So uh, this is, it's very, it's very likely. Very likely. What, they might people. even stop to pray be like, my dude, you need to come <laughs> off that float. Get out to put yeah. them off. <laughs> <laughs> here's, a, here's a Minnesota jersey. You a loon now. You got to go. To, yeah, just like get the get that like the hook that the Sandman at the Apollo <laughs> Theater. Yeah, just yeah, pull yeah. him off. The- <laughs> just a dude in Air Force One tapping. As you, who's this guy? Why am I getting hooked? <laughs> that, well, how, I mean, obviously, it'll be bittersweet, right? It's Gut-wrenching. Like, yeah. why, why schedule it? Yeah. Just schedule it Wednesday. At the very least, let them let celebrate. I'm kind of happy. I'm kind of excited about it. I want to see like, <laughs> I want to see the fans just start to boo all of a sudden because they just found out he's no longer on their team. Oh my god! So uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be pretty. Uh, again, um, I, I can't wait. That's gonna be at two two p.m. Eastern, eleven 
a.m. Uh, Pacific. Yeah. Uh, you know, Seattle. I, I think they're gonna put on an, a, a nice little, nice little parade. I think it'll be. I, I yeah, think Seattle's they, gonna go all out. They're gonna. If, they have to try to outdo Portland. Yeah, right? absolutely, for sure. And uh, I'm sure there's gonna be some Portland comments being made, maybe during the <laughs> the microphone part. Um, and I, I clearly, if the fan group has anything to do with it, you know, if the supporters have anything to do with it, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be huge. Yeah. So, congratulations to those guys. So. Uh, we uh let's let's talk a little uh premier league it's uh we haven't talked about it too much especially during the mls playoffs because we've been there's been so much we've been drunk with mls playoffs <laughs> it's just been uh high off of that mls cup it, it's been great but we uh yeah we still uh paying attention to uh the premier league very much clearly arsenal Ars- cle- like, you, you say it like it's like the only team we're like we're painting to the Premier League. Oh, yeah, Arsenal. Is I don't even know what Everton's <laughs> doing right now. Dog, I am so happy they, with Arsenal. But, of course, we pulled Bayern Munich yet again. And the Champions League. Yeah, you guys, when did you guys play them? Uh, in 2012, 2012, 2013, in that Champions League season, and also the following year. Yeah. 2013 uh, and 14. And who did we play last year? Um... Man City? Is that who you lost to? No, no. That no. was wasn't that the, the during the group round of sixteen? I don't think we lost to Man City. I, I regardless, look, we've beaten Bayern before. We can beat Bayern again. Am I shocked that we drew Bayern? Look, we could have drew Real Madrid. We could have drew Dortmund. We could have drew a lot of a lot of teams. I'm I don't care that we drew Bayern. Bayern doesn't seem to me like they're as strong as they've been in the past. If I'm not mistaken, Ancelotti's there now. He's not the toughest. RB Leipzig was on top of the league for a long time. I know that, you know, Bayern's back. But, look, I'm not as scared of Bayern as I am of or would have been of, like, a Real or or otherwise. So, look, I wanted Porto, all right? I wanted or Benfica. Like, give me a nice, easy, and I think Benfica won the group. Um, Porto. I wanted Porto, to be completely honest. Give me a nice, easy stroll. You know, pass around to 16, but whatever. To be honest, I want to win the league. I say this all the time. I don't care about the Champions League this year. I, I, I wanted, especially when, once I saw the Champions League draw, I wanted to ask you because we, we always talk about, uh, you know, MLS, the way their playoff system works and, uh, uh, and, and who holds the final. And, and you're very critical of those things. Do you think there should be. Uh, there shouldn't be a random draw in the Champions League. Because, look, I saw once the draw came out, Arsenal fans, a lot of Arsenal fans were angry again. They're like, why do we have to play them again? Yeah. Do you think there should be a ranking for, like, just like in uh, the World Cup where you get seeded, but you, the, the teams are not reseeded afterwards? It's tough. It's tough to seed them because they play in different leagues. So No, no, but... but from the group stage, the the goal differential and points will place them where they uh, place them accordingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I mean, so look, you play the best team with the most goals or uh, and best better goal differential, and most points plays the team with the weakest goal uh, differential. Right, like so, like in the NBA, where one plays exactly, eight, two yeah. plays seven. Yeah, I, look, I don't, I don't hate that idea. I don't, I don't think it's as easy as you think it is because I think a lot of the records would match up after the group stage. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't mind the I don't mind the the re, the grouping. I don't mind the the that the re, whole the receding the receding. I don't mind all those things. Uh, but you know, if you if you think about it, the um, you know, the the draw, if you will, uh, you know, the whole 
Jimmy Conrad's warm ballers. You know where that comes from? Where does he it claimed that uh, you know the dish bowl that they that, that has some that's of the balls right. were warmer. Well, that's right. That's right. So they knew to pull so they could have these groups with more intense. Something in me says this is clearly done on purpose to have these big highlight matches to increase ratings and revenue. But the other part of me says still this is like a fun part of the you know like it's there's every show I've watched everything that's it's talking about the draw the draw the draw who's who's Arsenal gonna draw yeah I, I kind of think like that's that adds excitement to it so I don't want that to go away okay I don't mind look I want to win the Champions League Arsenal Wenger's never won it I want to win the Champions League I want to I think it's way more important to win the Premier League this year. I think we're close enough. We have a great squad. I'm tired of us having to play three games, uh, you know, three matches a week. Um, if we get knocked out of the Champions League, look, it's, I'll be gutted. But uh, hopefully the team, it doesn't affect them too much because I honestly think we can make a run for this league. Well, that's interesting. So the the, the Premier League itself has been uh, the, the, the top four, top five are, kind of running away with it to some degree. I don't know. Uh, Manchester United is six, but they, you know, they, they're not having the, the greatest of no, seasons. They could turn it around for sure, but so could Everton. Um, no, that's not happening. That, we know that's not happening. <laughs> but, I was just... Uh, Chelsea, uh, I mean, they, I mean, they're great. They look, abs- they just look great this they season. They look unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just, uh, I, I think the, the biggest surprise, especially when uh, David Luiz came back, was just, they, a lot of people just thought it was a big mistake. Yeah, because he's older than he was, and he was yeah. already starting to get up there in age, but he's clearly great. Here's the thing. Chelsea doesn't have to play in Europe. Yeah, yeah, that helps. You know? Manchester United should somehow find an advantage that they don't have to play, or City, I should say, doesn't have to play in Europe. Look at the great season they've had so far. I mean, these are all the things that I'm talking about. Like, we we are stretched very thin. We're, we're deeper than we've ever been in, in the last 10 years, but we're not that deep where we can sit there and start, you know, like we have Lucas Perez and some other guys that are great, and clearly they're doing really well in Champions League. But if we could pull all that back and simply take all that all that effort and put it just into the, the Premier League, I would much rather lift that trophy at the end of the season. I mean, Arsenal has looked good in the in the Premier League. They, good, they look incredible. I mean, uh, Alexis Sanchez against uh, what was it, West Ham? A three, the yeah, the, three goals yeah, and an assist just two weeks I mean, ago. Come on, incredible. Uh, One of them was offsides, but whatever. They didn't blow the whistle. Play to the end. Chip it, over the keeper. It, it, amazing. Five one four one. What's the difference? Right. You know, <laughs> they, they were still incredibly dominant. And Alexis Sanchez uh, has been an absolute stud. I mean, he's just. Uh, dominating uh, the, the last couple of weeks. And it, it's good to see him sort of uh, uh, in that form. Uh, they're only three points back of Chelsea. Somebody, uh, Chelsea obviously are going to slip up somewhere at some point. Yeah, but, but it's going to happen, whether it's injuries or whether it's just the schedule is going to get to them. It's going to happen. Arsenal just need to keep pace. And my fear is, I know that a lot of people say like, oh, if we don't do well in the Champions League, that might be a sign for, you know, Alexis or Ozil to not re-sign with us. I get that fear. I don't think it's that big deal, especially if the rumors are true. And Alexis is, uh, Sanchez is considering China for $250 million a year. If that's the case... It, $250 million a year. Whatever his contract would be. <laughs> it might be $250 million a year. Who knows? It's, uh, definitely not. Okay, these are just rumors. So who knows? You know, it could be like three billion dollars a year it doesn't matter right the numbers not important he's going there for money if that's the case then he doesn't give a shit about champions league whether you win it or not in fact if he wins it he might think like oh, i can't do anything else might as well go do this so look at the end of the day i get that i get that fear i just want 
I want us to be able to send all that reinforcement just to the Premier League. We absolutely need to win this league this league this season. I didn't think we were going to have as good a chance as we were had last year. This is an even better chance. This is an even better squad. And we're basically playing a 4-6-0, essentially. It's absolutely incredible. Okay. <laughs> what? A, yeah, that's an interesting... Uh, I mean, Alexis Sanchez isn't a striker. That's right. And yeah. we're, we're floating, baby. We're moving him around. You know, Oxley Chamberlain looks incredible. He's got six goals and 11 assists. Yeah, they haven't uh, really needed... Is that true? 11 assists? No, it can't be. No, that seems like a lot. He has six goals this season so far. He might have 11 assists. Yeah, I, got that. I can't believe that'd be true. Uh, I don't know. We can double check. You want to look that up? <laughs> I'll look it up on my phone. Um, yeah, it's it, uh, it, it sort of been... I, I think the biggest surprise is uh, how the, the, the front of the pack is, uh, has kind of... Ran away with ran it. Ran away with it. Yeah. I mean, it's like a lot of teams... Uh, Tottenham is 10, point back, 10, 10 points back from first, uh, and they're in fifth. So... There's nothing to, I mean, especially Tottenham, there's nothing to suggest that they can like close that kind of a Yeah, Tottenham's starting to slip, which I'm very happy to see. Sure. Yeah. That's uh yeah, you're pretty consistent with that. Uh, but what, yeah, let's talk about um, uh, Everton against uh, Arsenal today uh, at 2.45 Eastern time. Uh, Arsenal, uh, looks like they are, they will bring out the Arsenal against, (laughs) (laughs) against Everton. I don't know. Uh, Everton just lost, uh, lost their, uh, they they lost one. They lost, they drew, they, they have, they haven't won in, I believe eight matches. Um, I don't know what's going on, uh, with them. They, they, outside of the loss to Chelsea, the five, nothing, they really just are not. Yeah, they're just not in form in any kind of form. They, I, I, I don't know. Look, they, they, they lost Yannick Bellassi, uh to an injury. Might be for the season, I believe. Uh, I thought it was just for like six weeks. I don't know. I, have, I, I didn't look up how bad the injury was. I saw the game and it looked. I mean, it looked You're bad. Trying not to look it up. He, he could. Uh, he could, he couldn't work, uh, walk on it. But yeah, Everton has been uh, very disappointing the last few weeks. Six goals, five assists. So that was eleven together. Sorry. Okay. So yeah, that's uh, actually Chamberlain. You were saying Everton. Yes, Everton. They've been pretty disappointing this this year. Uh, they, saw, I mean, they had a good start, and then they're still a good team. I mean, it, I think it's only disappointing because you believe so heavily that they were going to be, and so did I, a top four team. I didn't necessarily believe that, but but this you like, predicted they were going to finish in fifth. Uh, I no, did I predict that? No, I, I no, so. I did. I we can go back because I I said they wouldn't even finish in the in within the top ten. I said that's what I said. No, you didn't. I know I said that. Why would I say that now? All of a sudden, I know I said I said it before. I was. I'm not. I think you're hedging your bets. Buddy. Shy on it. Uh, no, it's. Uh, look, I think the gap is 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 getting too big, even from fourth. You know. I, yeah. It, it's it's going to be very very difficult. Qualifying for Europe is 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 what successful season is for you. Do you think you're going to do it? No. No. Do you even think you're finishing top half? Uh, with the way things are going right now, no, I don't. I don't think. Then so. this, then this squad is going to have to look completely different next season. I, if, I, if if all of you guys playing Ronald Coleman's system still leaves you in the middle of the table, I think he needs. I need. Uh, you know, Ronnie needs a little bit more time. Ronnie, uh, <laughs> but old Ronnie boy. Look, I, I, outside of outside of Lukaku, there's no one you can r- truly like give the ball to. Where you can think they can make something happen, yeah, and that's not even saying much about Luca. Like, it's not like it's a de- definite chance, right? Uh, but there, there's just no real. Um, we, we were talking about this before about you suggesting like they need a South American 
uh, player by far. And, and that's what I, I, I think Everton needs a, a new approach. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I think everyone, uh, you know, I, I, I paid attention obviously with Roberto Martinez uh, and, uh, and, and Kuman, but I, I think that their, their identity is, is, is very stuck on just like, let's just be tougher than them. Let's be tougher than the other team and have a little bit of, uh, they're pragmatic, they're pragmatic squad. Um, and, and not, not too much flair or style. Not at all. And they could use a little bit of it just to, just, just, just so teams see something different from right. them. Ghana maybe has a little bit. Balassi obviously had some of it, but you know there just isn't enough. Not even. Know? I mean, Balassi's like a big. He's a big dude. I mean, he for the yeah. most part he he has pace and and he's strong and he can get by people. You know, fairly easily. He's not like Josie yeah. Altador necessarily. Delefeo as well. Delefeo who who doesn't really. Uh, he's been uh, what I've been reading about Everton and and Cummins, uh, uh, uh like just perspective on, on the players that he does have is that especially on the wing, he doesn't really feel like he has, he's not confident in, in, in the wingers that he does have. So he has like Aaron Lennon and Delofeu, uh, but he, he doesn't, he's not too confident with those, with those guys. And Balassi right. was, uh, was a, a, a quality winger. So it's just, it's disappointing. I mean, there's, yeah, there's no other real word for it because the, the, the it's a good squad and they, they shouldn't have this eight, game winless streak right yeah no you're right and it's it's tough it's tough to watch uh but i think they would make do with a Cesc fabregas or someone like that someone who could spring this attack you know? someone who can just take a good choking you know oh man who doesn't mind a nice <laughs> hand around his he was like keep going uh we know he gets into it uh um, some autoerotic those, stuff come on those catalonias they're crazy uh but he uh he um you need someone who can sort of feed the ball to Lukaku. You know, Lukaku just can't do it all by himself. And it seems like sometimes he tries. Yeah, but it seems like sometimes it seems like Lukaku can't even do it with other people. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> He's like, all right, everybody get away from me. He would like he looked like Neymar when Neymar played in Brazil. Like they would pass him the ball and everyone would just like move out of the shot. They're like, go ahead, Neymar, do something crazy. It's yeah. you versus the defender. Lukaku, he scored two against Watford uh, last weekend. And, uh, but they still lost. And, it, it, it's always one. It's never both. It's not like uh, uh, you know, one day like the the where the offense and defense are clicking. Right. It always seems like it's just it's one or the other. It is, look, the game against Manchester United was one one uh, because of Fellaini and and uh, uh, you know the dumb uh, foul that he, he committed yeah. in the box. But outside of that, I mean, there weren't too many great chances that no. like Everton should be able to be a little bit, uh, and they were probably in the second half. They were a bit, a bit more dominant on the ball, and they had a lot of possession. And that's just, uh, you know, uh, look, I, I'm all the stuff I'm saying is just like, uh, you know, mostly sad, and I'm not being very optimistic. Um, right. But yeah, that's that's sort of uh, where we are. That's where you are as yeah. an Everton fan, sad and not very optimistic. <laughs> but you know what? Look, it's not the worst season so far. I think it's going to be just fine. I think everything's going to be fine. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so uh, obviously, yeah, Everton is playing Arsenal uh, today. And um, what what do you expect? What do you think the scoreline is going to be? It's going to be five three, five two, five two. Yeah. Wow. All right. They might. Yeah, they might be that dominant. I don't know. Um, it's probably going to be two one. We'll see. I'm still saying it's going to be five. It might even be five one. I think. I think I maybe know. Everton gets one. Um, I I don't think Arsenal is going to get more than three. 
I think Ozil is just going to be able to pick everyone apart. But then again, it is a midweek game, midweek That's right. midweek match, which is never that great. Um, you know, people are kind of gassed. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. It's also freezing. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's not. It's not Toronto FC. Uh, BMO Field. No, freezing. it's not. It's not BMO. Uh, so that's it, everybody. We did yeah. it. Another episode. We didn't talk books. about. Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, that's right. One one Ballon d'Or away from matching Messi. Uh, and apparently Nike's coming out with special sneakers, special boots uh, for, for his win. So congratulations to him. Um, yet again, uh, I kind of look, look forward to seeing what the league, what all of this looks like when both of these players are retired. It's just kind of them two back and forth. It's a lot like being a La Liga fan. It's two players going back and forth and everyone else is just watching. Uh yeah, and then and I feel like La Liga is like the league I watch the least. Yeah, me too. And they are tons of talent in that league, but yeah. Whatever. Uh so uh one one last thing um is uh Everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, yeah. I kind of didn't really have anything else to say there. And also, if you can, please subscribe uh, to our channel on uh, YouTube. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Uh, if you're listening and you're not a subscriber, if you are, uh, leave us five-star review and a nice little uh, comment in there. That really helps out with our rankings. Uh, we've got a lot of surprises. We've made a lot of contacts out at MLS. we got a lot of big things coming for you. So uh, if you want to see those videos, make sure you subscribe to YouTube. And if you are subscribed to the YouTube channel, tell your friends. We would absolutely love it maybe share some of our videos our montreal video is up uh getting a lot of love on facebook we could use a little bit of love out in youtube land so if you don't mind also um make sure yeah follow us on on all the social media platforms that you can we're going to be doing uh a lot of giveaways we there's a bunch of so much stuff uh, cool stuff that we got (laughs) you say we We just stole it from (laughs) mls parties we're not making that up uh (laughs) we have to we have some cool like mls cup uh, some swag some swag uh that we're going to give away so uh yeah limited edition stuff that was only uh, you know at these like exclusive exclusive parties that's right it, we got a photo frame which we might put a photo of us in yeah and send to one of you guys <laughs> yeah i'm sure that's what people that's what you want, want right? sitting on their on their desk just reminding them of mls cup <laughs> hey guys what just, are you doing now it's us just two latinos on yeah. your desk hey guys it's the cooligans what are you doing now <laughs> it's just because what it's gonna be it's gonna yeah, be fun we need like dolls where you pull the string and it's just that <laughs> squirt squirt bang bang yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool <again. laughs> that'd be cool uh be so dope. yeah so uh, make sure you follow so you can get uh, uh, you know ahead of the of everybody else on those things and for a chance to win some fun uh, cool things yeah so subscribe 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 and if you've done that share 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 and if you've done that rate 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 we would absolutely love you uh, so uh, make sure you do that uh, just in case you forgot my name is Alexis Guerrero my name is Christian Polanco and together we are the Cool Again